Well, welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. This is part three of our three-part series where we're talking about the fully devoted Bride of Christ. I'm sitting here again with Bill Bowers from Pursuing More Ministries. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Glad to be here again. Always a pleasure. Yeah, I love getting the chance to talk about this. Over the last uh, few weeks, we've been talking about just kind of the current state of affairs with the church as we just look around um, at the body of Christ right now, at least as we look at America, just kind of where are we as Bill has kind of painted this idea of American cultural Christianity. We do the same thing with Kingdom Story, and we're kind of really involved with the culture and consumerism. We want things from God, but as far as surrendering our lives, that's uh, that's not for us, uh, at least for most of us. And then last week, uh, we kind of talked about the why. You know, how did how did we get here? Um, some of that being our, our inability to 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 surrender. That's um, it's hard for us. Self preservation really. We want to we we want to preserve our lives. Right. Um, God calls us to lay it down, but this is the one big thing, and that manifests itself in so many different ways. And um, and so we we spent some time exploring that last week, and really kind of ending on the responsibilities uh, of a leader, um, and kind of that first step being that they they need to realize that they have a responsibility, and that there is right. a um, a sense of urgency um, that they must have. And so this week. What we really want to focus on is what do we do about it? You know, now that we know where we are, how we got there, let's begin to address um, the problem. And so, you know, Bill, I recognize that we have a problem. I recognize that there's places where I'm also deficient. So, what would you say is kind of the first step um, towards beginning to move in an opposite direction for this, for us as leaders and as a church? Yeah, good question. Uh, so number one, yeah, it's not easy. Again, it took a long time to get in this situation. And um, yeah, how do we begin to change it? You know, the language of shifting the focus, it's like changing the goal. So if the goal was personal comfort and well-being, and now the goal is furthering the mission of God, uh, first we got to kind of be clear about what the difference there is. So, so part of it is recognizing there's a different goal in mind, a different thing that we're trying to accomplish. And as I mentioned last time, we can't skip the repentance, you know, and the acknowledgement of our part in where we where we are. You know, I feel like God really does want us to come to a place of humility before he shows us the answer. I think that's been a big challenge is we've been asking for the answer without confessing the fullness of the problem mm-hmm. <laughs> or our part of the problem. And it seems like God just doesn't give the answer outside of that. And so that's been something in conversation with pastors lately is let's go ahead and cooperate with God, get to that place of humility repentance forgiveness and and then move forward um you know and i think what god's going to show us and is showing us is we really got to get back to the core of what it is god wants to accomplish you know so i do this thing where we talk about what is the purpose of the body of christ like why does the church exist and and you got to go all the way back to why did the original body of christ exist like why did God sent Jesus to the world, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because God wanted something. He wanted the world to know that he exists. I am God, right? That I love you, right? And that you can have a relationship with me. The gospel, right? right. <laughs> I mean, God sent <laughs> Jesus to share the good news that God is real. He is a loving Heavenly Father. He does love his creation. He wants to have a relationship. And he made a way for us to have a relationship. So that's one reason the church exists, is for that, for the gospel, And I think we've done a lot of that. The second piece is, after you've accepted a relationship with God, then what does God want? Well, he wants us to live in the fullness of that relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He wants our lives to be transformed. We're no longer the same. We're a new creation. And that's just not a theory. That's a reality. We should be a new creation in Christ. And we live it out. 
right? We further the mission of God. And so a lot of times we look at what we've done is we've done one side of the cross well. We've invited people into the relationship, but then we haven't focused on them growing in that relationship, being transformed, and living it out, also known as discipleship is what we the term we would use for that, but like recognizing that's really the goal. And so then if that's the goal, then we start thinking, okay, how do we accomplish that? It's really interesting as we had these conversations of shifting the focus, when you just start asking that question, you come up with different ideas. You usually don't come up with, hey, let's get 500 people in a room once a week and let's tell them something for 20 minutes, right? It's like, that's not going to create that. I mean, there are things that can happen in a powerful message on a Sunday morning, but discipleship is so much more than that. And so I think getting really clear about what it is we're trying to accomplish is the first step. And I think that's sometimes hard to do when you're in the middle of trying to accomplish something else, right? <laughs> we're, yeah. in, we're in the middle of building motorcycles, <laughs> right? And we really want to be building four-wheel cars. Well, like, how, how do we, ch- you know? And I think that's part of it. It's really hard. That's why I think people do church plants, right? It's easier to start a new model with a new goal than to take an old model and change the goal. And so I've watched that happen in multiple churches, and it is hard. It's hard to change the goal in the middle of a culture that's very self-centered, self-focused, and hard to bring in a message of surrender without calling for the question. Yeah. Uh, and Bill, I, I, wanna, I almost want to take a second and to um, overwhelm our listeners for a minute. You mentioned kind of three areas with relationship, transformation, and influence, and right. while they sound um, really simple and they roll off the tongue and they're easily tweetable Um, can you just give us a little bit of understanding about what you mean by when you talk about relationship when you talk about transformation when you talk about the witness to the world and the influence what are those categories really meaning to define right well i think relationship is like the big one to start with right because people like i have a relationship with god which means i accepted jesus i'm saved and i know god's you know but it's like what is that a real personal relationship and i like to use the words intimate and dependent right like i know him he knows me i'm dependent upon him right there's a real relationship it's not just the knowing about father son holy spirit but it's about living in relationship with father son holy spirit and when you start unpacking that that's a whole different thing and i think we've just settled for yeah jesus loves me he died for me god good father he'll take care of me and we don't live in the reality of that relationship um, because that's transformative and which obviously leads to the second piece is the transformation right the, the word of god says we are a new creation that we're no longer to be the same you read down further in ephesians 4 it says no no you guys aren't going to be like that anymore you're going to be different right and and so but transformation means a change in the nature of something and unfortunately what we do a lot is we do behavior modification right so like i'm a greedy person but i know i need to act nice and so i modify my behavior to act nice and so but i'm still a greedy person inside there hasn't been a transformation transformation means my heart is transformed i'm no i'm no longer greedy i'm a generous person and and so and that's you know takes a bit more work takes surrender um and so i think that's you know we don't do a great job again i'm generalizing here of teaching transformation we do a great job of teaching behavior modification and sin management right Mm -hmm. but the reason we teach sin management and behavior modification is because we don't really believe in freedom and transformation so i'll never be totally free but i can manage my sin better and we have books and programs and things on how to do that and i just think there's so much more there so i think a lot of this is there is maybe i don't want to you know again sound bad about this but there's maybe more to unpack than what gets unpacked on a sunday morning 
Right. Right. And and there, and we need a different context to unpack that. So much of what we know, you know, works with the work you guys do in discipleship is it's it's smaller groups. It's one on one. It's it's the, the discussing of things. It's the processing. It's the wrestling with things. And and we just don't do that on Sunday mornings. You know, the person doesn't really get a chance to respond and and wrestle with things with another person to try to really discern what God's showing us. So. So yeah, transformation. I think again, we you know settle for so little for so long. It's like okay, this is the norm. <laughs> you know, I'm not transformed, but I'm nicer and I get by, and people tend to like me, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then living it out, obviously, is you know we're not is the freedom to love people the way God loved us. Just had long discussion the other morning about this with a group of young adults, and it's like, man, to really love others the way God loved us, like what would that look like? You know. But until we're free from self, we're not free to love others the way God loved us. We can do nice things, um, but we just don't have the freedom to really do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the I mean, what you're explaining here the fullness, uh, the fullness of relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I remember you looking at some of your curriculum and just knowing this intuitively, but really spelling out that there's a relationship to be had with each person of the Trinity right. that is different than right. one of the others, but right. all the same. And right. in that has its own level of depth and right. then moving over to transformation of your thoughts, your, um, and then of your heart and of all the, your habits. Like you talked about, we do behavior modification, but we still think the same and we're still bitter and angry and right. all these other things, but we're acting different. Right. You know, right. so there's only a small part of the transformation influence. We're sometimes we're great at serving, but it just makes us feel better or that we're doing something in there, but there's no real transformation in the community. I mean, and right. so the there's a just breaking things down like that, we would come to a quick conclusion, it would seem like that the twenty minute sermon or the hour sermon on Sunday can't fulfill the you know, the the reality of this large of a goal. And right. so, you know, so what happens, Bill, when we, when we, when we re- realize the fullness of this goal and we accept that that is where we need to go, what begins to start working when we re- let, when we say, yes, um, this is the fullness of that goal. Well, I think is, you know, as far as church leaders and pastors, and I mean, one of the things is you start looking at different ways of reaching that goal. And I think one of the things is, you know, we look at, cause one of the things we say a lot is the tool has become the goal. So the church, the youth group, the men's group, like, hey, that was a wonderful tool to reach transformation, but now it's just the goal is just to have that, right? So men go to men's groups for years and are still, you know, bitter, angry, selfish, addicted people. And they come together once a month and have a great breakfast and hear a great talk. And But that became the goal. So it's so a lot of times what will happen, and this is churches are in this process, is you go back and look at those tools and say, wait a minute. And it's not that you throw out all the tools. It's not like you throw out the men's group, you throw out the Wednesday night Bible. So it's like, wait a minute, what was the goal? And how do we kind of remind ourselves, and if you want to say repurpose that tool towards the goal. So part of it is having the freedom to look at the tools, if you will, in a different light and say, okay, if this is really the goal, then how can we... How would we change that? And I think God will show us. I'm just a firm believer. And once we decide to do what God's called us to do, he'll show us how to do it. (laughs) I, I, I I just, I can't not believe that. I have to believe that if we confess and say, okay, God, I know this is what you want. Show us how to do it. That he'll show us. And, and again, people come up with very creative things, but it's really about, let's be clear about the goal. And I think a big thing I need to say this is we got to be clear about what we're inviting people into. 
if we invite people into a place of comfort and meeting their felt needs and taking good care of them, and then we try to ask them to surrender, right? It just doesn't go well. It's like, let's ask, and I could be, this is one man's crazy theory, right? It's like, let's ask them the, the question at the front door <laughs> or somewhere along the line, very early on, say, this is where we're going. So we have this group pursuing more together. We're working, and we have very clearly, this is where we're going. Galatians 2.20 is where we're going. You may not be there today, but that's where we're going. We can't stop shy of the, that, that transformed life, right? That is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Because if we're going to stop short of that, we're going to stop short of that. And I think at some point, be clear about what you're inviting people into um, and then help them along the way towards that. And sometimes that's going to be hard conversations. Um, but it's because you love them enough to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Things begin to start changing when our old ways of doing things begin challenged when the goal uh, begins to, to, to get set in the right way. I just had a, we had a guest preacher at our, um, at our church over the weekend. He happens to be the regional director for Foursquare. Um, and his caught me, he man, he is over 200 different pastors and his advice to them in this time of COVID is do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, try something, make a mess because yeah. nobody cares right, right yeah. now. Yeah, you can get away with um, it now. You can get away with anything you want right now because, oh, it's just it's weird. Yeah. Things are weird right now. Mm-hmm. And so I, not only I think this is a crucial time to be having this conversation, but we're at a time when things can be done that, you know, it's all right if we mess up and if we fail um, and, and don't right. get it right. You know, right. this first time. And so I really want to encourage, you know, the leaders of the church and those that are wrestling with this to just try something, really go for that goal. What does it mean to, to disrupt things and to put relationships first, to really go for transformation, mm-hmm. to believe that we're an influence in the church. And it's a high calling, but a beautiful calling. And I think you said it well, let's, we all know that we're going for the fullness of Christ and that we're not going to attain it on this side of heaven. But I think that's given us, an excuse to not try to go for right. it then. Oh, sure. like, well, I'm not going to make it, so why go all the way for it? And right. I think we just got to get rid of that bottom and realize that if we're not there yet, then we got to try even harder the next day to keep right. moving towards mm-hmm. um, the fullness of that. Well, Bill, it's been great having you. Is there anything else that you want to share as we come to kind of the conclusion of our series here as we've been talking about the state of the affairs and um, where we are, what do we do about it? Yeah. Well, I think I just like concur with the last thing you said. It's like, I mean even if we weren't in the middle of COVID, let's do something. <laughs> but, but, right, because there's these other things going on, and I think the price is just so high right now. I think, again, I just am so burdened with the witness of the church to the world. Like, in some ways, we've become too irrelevant already, and now it's, you know, become even more so. And I just think that's not, I know that's not God's heart for the bride of Christ. Right? His heart is the bride of Christ would be a beautiful, powerful, wonderful thing. And the world would see that and be confronted with the reality of who God is and have the chance to make a decision. Do I want that? Right? And I, so, so I think now is the time, so I would encourage you, yeah, let's, let's do something. Um, and I think just recognizing you know, one of the simple things I think that way of looking at things is how do we help people, how do we empower people to have a 24-7 spiritual life and relationship with God versus how do we give them a two-hour spiritual experience at church 
And once you say that, you start thinking, oh, we're going to have to do something different, right? So, and again, I think God will show us. So, so I think it's a, it's a, you know, it's a great time for the body of Christ. It's a hard time for the body of Christ. I don't know how it's all going to play out, but I want to be found on the side of trusting and obeying God in the midst of this. And, and so I would just encourage every pastor and leader out there, uh, do that. There's lots of tools out there. You know, I mean, the kingdom story stuff you guys are doing with, you know, discipleship reframe, things like that. I think there's, there's ideas and tools out there. It's just a matter of saying, okay, let's try this. And let's try it long enough to see something different. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to encourage all those out there, you know, as Bill said it uh, many times, and even with the work that we do at Kingdom Story, John and I say we don't have, you know, all the answers. And the reality is we are in the trenches with all of you where we want to serve. That is where it is to the, the church is the bride of Christ and meant to be the vehicle with which to deliver the good news and um, to bring her to its fullness. How do we do that together? Um, in the messiness of it all, um, and the beauty of his story. Um, Bill, thank you for sharing your heart with us in this, and may we continue to move towards that fullness in, in our lives um, as we continue to share that good news um, in others. So uh, we thank you all for joining us over this last series. We hope it's been enlightening to you. We pray for your freedom in it, that it would continue to stir things in you. Find something to to meditate on through this. How is Jesus speaking to you, and what does he want you to do uh, to do different in your life because of what you've heard here? Go out and make a change. Until next time, love hard, pray without ceasing, and never stop expanding his kingdom. Be blessed. <laughs>